West Country Track Records on Radio X with Stephen Scone, the number one law firm for business. Hello and welcome to West Country Track Records on Radio X. We're made in Devon all day, every day, like many things, people and organisations. We're proud to be part of the best place in the world, the South West. I'm Paul Nero and in this series we're finding out more about some of the region's success stories the people behind them and what makes them tick and tap their feet too, their music as well as their stories. Today it's all about film, video, stories and pictures. In a moment we'll meet our guest Alex Wren from Bitpod. So welcome Alex, tell us something before we start talking about your business about Daft Punk's song. Uh, so Daft Punk is one of those songs that just makes you want to dance. We don't celebrate enough in our lives. We spend a lot of time working hard, we, we complete something, we move on to the next thing, but we never actually really stop and celebrate properly. And this is just one of those songs that to me just says, this is what you've got to do. So here you are with a successful business in Exeter and the broader Southwest. Tell us something before we get started about the business as it stands today. So Bitpod is a uh, video production or what we call a video marketing company. And what we do is we help our customers to get the the best out of uh, video production and animation um, to help them do whatever it is they need to do. Usually that's something to do with their marketing. So it could be about helping to sell a product. It could be about advertising an event. Um, But most of the time, actually, it's about connecting with their prospects, their customers, reminding them how they can help their customers. uh, And that can be done in so many different ways. So it's all about, like you said earlier on, about telling stories, about emotion um, and, you know, sharing information. You describe yourself as an inventor. So tell me something about the origins of you and the business. So, yeah, I, I don't often say that I'm an inventor but the question was there and I I thought long and hard about it and I've had a history of taking things apart and eventually putting them back together and sometimes they worked a bit better Um, and and Bitpod itself has been sort of born around using what was a very you know new medium which was video on the internet and about sort of you know finding innovative and different ways of of, of standing out and and communicating messages and and that's kind of how it ties together. Fragile State, Every Day a Story, it's West Country Track Records on Radio X, in association with Stephen Scone Solicitors. Alex, that's a real chill-out song. It is, and it's, it's one of those ones that you, I would play in the car on the way home just to kind of transition myself from the, the pace of work and, and the hecticness of you know, being on the phone and having meetings. Um, and it is, you know, it's great to listen to and just remind yourself that you're, you're, you're going home, it's time to switch off uh, and, and get into a different mode. So you do have a very distinct pattern between work and home life. I try. Uh, it's not always easy, but um, yeah, I think, you know, you have to change your mode. You have to kind of be in a situation where you're thinking, OK, I'm going home, kids, animals, time to relax. Tell us something about the origins of you then. So you, you were born in Bristol and moved to Exeter at a relatively early age. Yeah, so um, just before I was eight, I moved to a small village called Showbrook or small hamlet called Showbrook, which is just outside of Thorberton. And um, we lived in a very old uh, cob cottage, um, which my parents renovated. Um, and you know that's where, I, that's where I remember growing up, really. That's where I remember sort of playing in the fields in the, in the summer and 
climbing trees and playing on go-karts and all the things that kids do. And then moved away into even more further remote country. Yeah, so where my parents live now is, is Hatherley in, in mid-Devon. And, um, you know, Hatherley's kind of it's a very small town, but very thriving when, when I was there. I had a, had a great sort of social circle of friends. Uh, and that's, you know, I've got some great memories from there. I want to listen to another piece of music, but before we do, tell me something about music in the early stages and you wanting to be, uh, in your words, a DJ. Yeah, so I, I kind of started to, you know, my teens were in the the start of clubland, if you like, um, maybe more underground, but the, the term that was used was deep house a lot then, or progressive house. Um, but yeah, I, I, I had a go at DJing, I, I had a club night in Plymouth as a student, which was mildly successful, I guess, but, um, you know, it probably wasn't for me longer term. <laughs> We're with Alex Rain from Bitpod, a Devon-based company, an Exeter-based company indeed. So you were DJing. It's the mid-1990s and you're in Plymouth and you said you had a club night. So this sounds entrepreneurial from the start, Alex. Yeah, I guess, you know, everybody needed to earn some money and, and, and the standard student jobs were pretty rubbish, really. So I, I, I think I saw an advert somewhere and I had to send a mixtape back in the days when tapes were the, the thing you had. Um, sent a tape in and was surprised to get an interview. Um, I mean, the interview was at a bar. It wasn't, you know... Excellent. <laughs> How yeah. most interviews um, should be. Yeah, I guess so. Um, and, and, yeah, a week later, we, we started our own night. We had to promote it and everything, so we had to do everything around it. Um, and it was, you know, it was in Union Street, Plymouth. Is, yeah. So you're studying electronics and communication. What, what does communications mean in that sense? Is that PR or is that um, technology? So, well, I've got a bit of an interesting story to tell here because the course that I signed up for wasn't actually the course I thought I was going uh, on. Uh, what happened was I was at uh, Oakhampton College in my sixth form and a friend of mine, I'd been off ill for a day and a friend of mine had said, well, somebody came in from Plymouth University, really interesting course, you should go along to it. Uh, I went along literally for the interview. Uh, they, they let me in and, and said, great, you know, come along. I didn't realise until probably about the second week of the course that it was actually marine electronics. Um, and I don't know, I hadn't picked that up at any point, which is ridiculous, really. I probably should have read more. Um, but it was all about... A helicopter and ship uh, navigation um, and radio systems, which was incredibly interesting. And so you weren't disappointed by the fact that you'd entered a course thinking you're doing one thing, well, and then somebody uh, says it's marine. Put your swimming uh, trunks on. Initially confused, but actually it turned out to be great fun, and it was you know it was a bit higher level, and and I learned an awful lot. And where did you think that was going to take you? Well, we were told at the beginning we were guaranteed a job. You know, this was this was an industry where there were very few people learning the skills that were needed and the equipment was very niche. What we weren't told, and of course they didn't know this, was that the analogue electronics that we were learning about was very quickly about to become outdated um, because, of course, that's when everything suddenly started going digital. So all the radars that we learn on and all the radio equipment was pretty much skipped. And, and the did they then unpick in. that guarantee? Well, it was a bit late by then, but... At, I'd, I'd already taken a, a great interest in computers and, um, you know, all things to do with what was becoming the start of the internet. So I was already very happily sort of setting myself on my own little track, really. Love Songs, The Cure on Radio X. It's West Country Track Records in association with Stephen Scone's solicitors. Alex Rain is from Bitpour Video Production Storytelling and we'll get into more of that shortly Alex but tell me about The Cure this is late 80s yeah and I mean this this song and I mean there's, there's, there's plenty of them off the same album that really just remind me of being a teenager not having a care in the world um, enjoying the sort of uh, there were a few long hot summers that I remember um, and just you know just 
relaxing, just spending time with your friends and, and just sort of, you know, we were at a stage where nobody really knew what we were going to do. I think we were just all kind of floating at that stage and, and, and it, was, it, was, it was a good memory. So you've done your course and you've been really interested in it and it's come out with some promises of what the future is going to do for you. Yeah. But the world changes with the digital generation. Yeah. Do you make a diff- different choice at that point? Did that guarantee of a job, was it there or did you choose to take a different path? I kind of started with a job in London, which I applied for and I got the job and, and I went up for the interview and it all went very well. And I got myself ready to move. And what happened was the the job sort of disintegrated, um, which was really weird. Um I, I phoned them up one day and said, right, I'm ready to come up and sort everything out, send the paperwork down and get it all signed. Um, nothing came down, so I phoned them up about a week later because, of course, this is before email and things. Everything had to come through the post. And they said, oh, we're really sorry. Um, we're not going to go ahead with this. So suddenly all my plans were trashed and I had to kind of work out what I needed to do. Um, and I applied for another one in Reading and kind of a similar thing happened. The recruitment agency sent me sent the wrong person to the job, so I was overqualified for the job. I actually wanted the job, but they couldn't give it to me because apparently it was all wrong. Has that affected how you make decisions in employing people or how you treat people now you're in a now you're running your own business? I don't know. I'm not, I'm a great believer in, you know, the way things should be. It's a bit of chance if you like and, you know, good things and bad things happen by chance. So, I think, you know, when you're looking for staff when you're employing somebody, it's you've got to, you know, you can't lead them along. You've got to do something real for them and 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 you've got to make sure that that job, you know, if you offer something, it really is going to happen. Definitely. So at that point, with these jobs not really working out, did you take a different job or did you then set up as a business? So my first job was in Exeter and I was working for a uh, computer company down on Marsh Barton. It was it was inside of a, it was like a concession inside of a, a big stationary uh, place. I think it was Office World back then. And I learned some things that I still remember today. And so is that about customer service or is that about selling, spotting the people, spotting where the cash is and trying to get it out I think it's all the same thing. It's all about people. It's understanding what people want and making sure that you can give them you know, something that they need because it all becomes easier then. If you're trying to sell them something that they don't particularly need, then you know it's going to be hard work. If you can listen to what people want and you can make sure you line something up that actually solves their problem, then the sale's going to happen much easier. The Beatles, Hey Jude, and we're with Alex Rent from Bitport. Tell me about Hey Jude. Hey Jude is just one of those songs I remember as a child. Um, my dad's record collection, a uh, big collection of 12-inch on you know, 12-inch vinyl, and for some reason, I was allowed to use his record collection and, and, and record and record player, which I guess was the start of my love of DJing to a certain extent. And it was just one of those songs that I don't know. I just remember you can you could sing along to it. It was a it was a fun, light-hearted song. And it's still one of those songs everybody sings to at the end of festivals when mm-hmm. Paul McCartney yeah, is yeah, there. Yeah, it's yeah, the one yeah. he does, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's a great song. Now we, I don't think we've got to the point yet, Alex, where you've actually set up this business. What was the point where you thought, you know what, I, selling these computers at this concession in Marsh Bars, and that's not really for me. So there, there were a few other jobs. So one of them, I, was, I worked for uh, the Southwest's first ISP, which is where I kind of learnt a little bit about the internet. And, and of course, it was all very new at that point. You still had to connect with a modem, and you know, you you, you dial up, you collect your email, you disconnect, you'd write your replies, you'd reconnect, you'd, you'd send worry, them. You'd worry about the cost yeah. as well. Oh, I think. you would, yeah, yeah absolutely. Yeah, it was, a, it was a very different world from, from today. Um, and my job there was um, running the technical support department, um, which was interesting because when I went for the interview, I'd never used the internet. 
So a little bit of blagging was required there. Um, but... Was there a point when you thought, you know what, I need to work for myself? Yeah, I think so. And, and, and it happened fairly early on um, because I enjoyed making my own decisions. And, and of course, um, you know, when you're employed by somebody, you don't make the decisions. Somebody else makes the decisions and you do their bidding. Uh, if you disagree with it or you think you've got a better idea, then, you, you know, some good bosses might let you run with it. Um, other times it doesn't happen. And that can be very frustrating. So I'd always wanted to do something myself. I'd always wanted to sort of take, take control and do things, in, you know, in my opinion, in, in a better way. And at that point, many people think, well, I need to invest some money here or I need to spot a gap in the market or I need to buy a franchise. What was your thinking and how did you come on to develop Bitpod? So Bitpod was originally created by my wife who ran the business from home. And she um, she made websites uh, and specialised in e-commerce. And we'd always been watching together, because we'd worked on various projects before in the past, what was happening with the internet and got very excited, very nerdy about kind of where things were going with video and, and so on. And we realised that, you know, there was an opportunity here to, to do something exciting, to do something new. And we watched the space for a while we watched the internet get faster we watched things like youtube appear i think it was 2006 uh, and then then wait for people to heard of youtube and then wait for people to start using you know uploading videos and, and seeing the benefit of them and that's really where we thought yeah we could do something here and and that's where you know bitpop was formed and we thought you know let's let's see what we can do that's different from our competitors <laughs> You got the love, the source featuring Candy Staten on Radio X. We're with Alex Wren from Bitpod. Tell me something about that track and what it means to you, Alex. I think for me, it reminds me that whatever our goal is in life, we don't do it alone. And it, it, it you know, in business especially, there's a sort of a, a focus on individuals doing things, and that's not just not true. Whether it's your family, whether it's your wife, your partner, your friends, actually, you do all these things together. And, and that track, I think, in a way, kind of sums it up. So a little while ago, we were talking, whilst we played Daft Punk, about positivity. Is there any kind of underlying philosophy in how you approach life and business? I think it's about having belief. And I don't mean in a, an arrogant way, but you've got to believe in what you do and you've got to commit. So to, to attempt anything, you've got to believe you're going to do a half-decent job of it. And it doesn't mean it's going to be absolutely perfect, but I often think that if you start off with a, a positive attitude, you look at a particular project or a task and say, do you know, I think I can do a pretty good job of this. Often you will. Often that sort of belief, that, that decision that you're going to do okay, usually helps you through. So we've got YouTube and video is uh, videos becoming part of people's marketing. Is this a competitive business? Has everybody got this same idea or is this not necessarily unique to you, but you've carved out a niche? Um, I, I mean, there's more and more people doing it. You know, every year we see new people on the scene, and I, I have to say it's it's great. There should be lots of people doing this because the more people that want video, the more people that see the 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 value in it. There's so many companies around here, so many companies that you know need the internet to survive. That there's plenty of work to go around, and some of our competitors do some amazing work. Um, and we all learn off each other. Uh, I think we all get um, you know excited together. And we, we know a few of our competitors and, and, you know, if we can, we'll share work and things like that. So here's a how long is a piece of string kind of question. But what does a video look like? A corporate video, a marketing video, when you're telling a story, how do you take that client's brief or that need that perhaps they don't even know and turn it into something that's entertaining and compelling or practical or whatever they need? So I think it starts with a really good understanding. And it's, it's quite normal that people will come to us 
almost with a recipe of, of what they're looking for. And what that can do is it can shape the actual project. Because if you know what your objectives, what your aims are, it actually becomes an awful lot easier to, to take some of the marketing aspects of that, look at the audience, um, look at the sort of key communication points. It's all fairly standard marketing stuff, but it's amazing how many times in video that gets forgotten because it's exciting. Video's new, video's different. So people kind of want to do different things, you know, standing on their desk and singing to their favourite song in a, a parody, a viral attempt. Um, and I don't think that's what video marketing is about. Video marketing is about communicating the right messages to the right people in a way that they remember. And those sound like pretty basic marketing techniques, Alex, but surely creating this wow factor is expensive. Uh, I mean, it can be if you've got a, a complicated project, but actually... What we find is that, you know, sometimes people can make their own videos and, and our competitors might sort of say, you know, no, don't do that. You, you must use us. Um, but we do training for people that want to make their own videos because sometimes it makes sense. If it's a testimonial or if it's a capturing something here and now for social media, then actually it's probably better it's on your phone. It's probably better it's a little bit wobbly and shaky because it's going to be real. People are going to connect with it. But if you're doing something a bit more polished, then naturally you do need to invest in it. Um, but I would say that, you know, the money that you do invest into it will pay back because people will remember you. It's going to be the sort of thing that makes people choose you as a supplier. Alex Wren is a director of Bitpod, a director and owner of Bitpod on West Country Track Records on Radio X. So Alex, we talked about the importance of your wife and family and before that, uh, your parents and your university degree. But are there any other people of influence to you in your business? Um, in terms of people uh, like the, you know, the Richard Bransons of this world, um, I massively respect and, and, and you know, I find it really exciting when people like that share their, their uh, expertise and advice. But I don't really get excited about role models. I mean, I've, I've, I've met some amazing people, um, a chap called Grant LeBoff, who I had a meeting with, who is he's written a number of books about the, the new style of marketing, which was you know, utterly inspirational. But I don't follow, follow them on a regular basis. Um, and one of the reasons is, is because I kind of like to build my ideas from so many different sources. I read a lot. Uh, I research a lot, especially on the internet. The internet makes this very easy. So rather than choosing a specific role model or somebody I think is, uh, you know, inspirational, I try and gather everything together and, 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 and use that input to sort of form my ideas and, and, and my own inspirations. <laughs> Groove Armada is my friend on Radio X. Tell me about Groove Armada, Alex. So we've talked about family, and, and but I've not really talked about friends. And I don't have a huge amount of friends, but the friends that I have... I'll be your friend. Thank you very much. I, I, you know, I think it's, it's not a numbers game like it is in business. I, I think it's about having you know, a, a few close friends and, and people that you really relate to, and, and I certainly do have that. Um, and, I, yeah, that song really reminds me. Um, you know, my best friend is, um, lives up in the Midlands. I don't get to see him that often. You know, he's got family. I've got family. We've both got busy jobs. But when I do, when I speak to him on the phone, you know, it's, 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 it's a great thing to do. Um, and it's just, yeah, makes me laugh. And that, that's the most, most important things friends should do is make you laugh. And in this busy life that you have, there must have been highs and lows too. Yeah, there's always, always highs and lows. And I think probably for me, you know, the highs have been mainly around you know, winning new projects, winning new clients. You know, we've been lucky enough to work with some amazing, amazing companies, both in the Southwest, nationally and occasionally internationally, which has, you know, really been fun. Um, and we've learned a lot as well. You know, you, you do something, you look at it and say, well, you know, how could I have done that even better? But I guess, you know, some of the lows have been really around kind of, 
choosing where we're going, working out our directions, um, you know, just trying to get it right, really. And, and, and have you got a lot of things right and wrong that you're able to guide the next generation, in addition to your children, but are you, I don't know, tutoring or mentoring or just able to give some tips to other organisations? Um, yeah, I mean, I, I, I think one of them's got to be about instinct. Um, and, and usually you, you know inside what the right decision is when you're faced with a certain challenge. And I'd actually say, you know, do listen to your instinct, but also, you know, listen to other people that have been there because I've had some great advice before and I've not listened to it properly. And, and, I, and I've learned, you know, actually these people know what they're talking about. They've been there. They might not understand your situation exactly, but they know the essence of it. And, and it's, their advice is very good. So I always say, you know, talk to people and, 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 and listen as much as you can because you learn so much from listening. And what does the West Country mean to you? The West Country is the place that I live. It's the place that I love. Um, I've been here since I was eight, really. And, and the space, the countryside, the fields, the food, everything. And does it form anything to do with your business or is it neither here nor there? You are in an internet-based business. Yeah, I mean, one of the best things for me is the fact that, you know, we travel a little bit as we go to different you know, meetings or clients and you get in your, get my little van and I drive off. And one of the best things is, is you look out the window and you see Devon. Um, everywhere in Devon is, you know, takes a bit of time to get to, and that's, you know, that's a delight. It's been wonderful to meet you. We're going to finish with Pink Floyd's Another Brick in the Wall, so just before we do, tell me something about it. So this is a song I remember as a child, um, again, played from my dad's record collection, and it just amazed me how, without technology, without electronics, without anything other than sort of tape recorders and and, and some very clever, in, innovative ideas, they made a song as clever as this. Alex, thanks for coming in and being part of West Country Track Records on Radio X in association with Stephen Scone. Thank you, it's been a pleasure. West Country Track Records on Radio X with Stephen Scone, the number one law firm for business.